Thanksgiving's probably my favorite holiday. Uh, I absolutely love Thanksgiving, um, and, and I love the good food. I love uh, the people coming together. I love uh, just getting absolutely stuffed and uh, just enjoying that contentment of just being packed full of good food. Uh, and, and so, uh, so we're, we were going to do two weeks of series, but we moved our hayride last, last week to Sunday night. So, um, so this is just a, a one-time shot, a one, one deal thing where it's just called that full feeling. Um, because if you guys are anything, uh, like me, you sit down at Thanksgiving and you've got like 10 different options. And so you fill your plate full once of absolutely incredible food, and then when you're done with that plate, who goes back for seconds, even though you're already full, like you feel it in your gut, you can feel that, just like, all right, I'm already too full, but there are some noodles calling my name, like I've got to go back for more noodles, I've got to go back and get some more, and so you go back, and you intend to just get a little bit, but you like get an entire second plate full, and by the end of that, you are just completely beyond uncomfortable stuffed. But then you have to go get pie, right? Because there's the pie at Thanksgiving, which is absolutely incredible. Now, I told, we did CJ Mustin trivia for the winner of the challenge, and I said my favorite pie was, <clears throat> excuse me, my wife's pumpkin pie. Uh, she makes two pies that are just so close to the top, but for Thanksgiving, the pumpkin pie wins out. Uh, her pumpkin pie is made with uh, an actual pumpkin. Like, she takes the pulp and makes the pumpkin. And then uh, it has maple syrup mixed in with it. Excellent. But then she also makes an apple pie, which is awesome. And the apple pie actually has bacon in it, which sounds weird, but is absolutely incredible. It's awesome. It's incredible. And so I go back for pie, and then I get like two or three pieces of pie, and by the end of it, I'm just stuffed. And tell me if you feel this. You have that Thanksgiving. You're done with the meal. You get cleaned up, or you let other people clean up, and then you just sit because you're so full. It's just absolutely incredible. And then you figure out, all right, what's next? Because I don't need to eat for like a week because this is absolutely awesome. Um, Thanksgiving is, a, is an incredible time. It's a time to remember uh, the things that we're thankful for. It's a time to build relationships. I love that video we just watched um, because Thanksgiving, you get together with family. Maybe you don't get together with family. But regardless, Thanksgiving is a time where uh, you can take the opportunity to, to build some friendships, build some relationships, make some new friends. Um, here, here's what I, I find is really interesting about Thanksgiving, is that Thanksgiving is a time to remember what we're thankful for. And the way that we do that is by eating an incredible meal. Now, think about this. There are endless ways that you could celebrate what you're thankful for. You could write a story about what you're thankful for. You could get together and you could throw a party 
for what you're thankful for. You, you, could, you could get together and you could just sit in silence and contemplate what you're thankful for. There are endless, countless possibilities for what you could be thankful for, but we choose to celebrate what we're thankful for. How? With food. Who said it? That's exactly right. With food. That's exactly right. Because here's what I think. I think, and this is just from my own brain, okay? So take it with a grain of salt. Remember that. I think that food connects us with God. I think food connects us with God. Food and special meals reveal God to us. Here's why I think that. Throughout history, feasts have been a way to celebrate thankfulness to God. Not only in Christianity, but throughout the world in multiple other religions. There is something about sitting down to a feast that connects us with God. And what I'm convinced of is that even the people that sit down to feasts and they are celebrating other gods, they don't realize the God they are trying to connect with through that feast wants a relationship with them and sent his son to die on a cross with them, for them. Food connects us to God. And I, I love the way that food reveals God's love for us. Like, I sit back at Thanksgiving with that incredibly full feeling, and there is something content in my soul. There is something content about being full, and, and God brings us contentment. There, there is something beautiful about sitting down and enjoying the delicious, savory turkey taste in your mouth, those incredible gravy-filled noodles that just melt in your mouth. And God created all of those taste buds and everything that you love. And I think food connects us with God. In the book of Luke, Jesus uh, does something absolutely incredible. He feeds 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. Maybe you've heard this story before. Uh, in Luke chapter 9, it says this, Now the day began to wear away, and the twelve came, to him, came and said to him, Send the crowd away to go into the surrounding villages and countryside to find lodging and get provisions. For we are here in a desolate place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. They said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. For there were about five thousand men. And he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty each. And they did so, and had them all sit down. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing over them. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied. And what was left over was picked up in 12 baskets of broken pieces. First of all, wow. The incredible power of Jesus to feed 5,000 people is absolutely mind-blowingly amazing. So 5,000 men, that doesn't include the women or the children. So you're looking at upwards of seven, eight, nine thousand 9,000 people that Jesus fed with five loaves of bread and two fish. And we need to recognize the incredible miraculousness of that miracle. But often, 
I think we stop there. And I think there was something deeper going on that we miss because we are caught recognizing, you listen to Nashton, we are caught recognizing the incredible awesomeness of what Jesus did. There is something deeper going on. Jesus is sharing a meal with these people and food reveals God's love for us. And, and so I, I want to dive a little bit uh, a little bit deeper this more, uh, tonight. Um, because here's the deal. In biblical times, sharing a meal together was a big deal. If you were invited to a meal, it had some meaning behind it. It meant deep friendship, intimacy, and unity. Let that sink in for a moment. If you shared a meal with someone, it meant deep friendship, intimacy, and unity. You were connecting with that person that you were sharing a meal with. Now, let, let's go back and look at this again. Back to Luke chapter 9. Remember this. Sharing a meal, are you, are you girls listening? Sharing a meal was deep connection, intimacy, unity. And so Jesus is getting ready to feed all of these people. Now, let me back up just a little bit. Because in, in Luke chapter 8 and 9, what Jesus is doing is he's sending out his 12 disciples and he's saying, hey, go teach about the kingdom of God. Go show people the kingdom of God. And so the disciples go out and they tell people, hey, the kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is coming. And they do all these miracles and they talk about Jesus and what he came to do. And they talk about the kingdom of God. And then they come back. And they're just in the midst of telling Jesus all of these things they did, telling people about the kingdom of God, when this crowd of 5,000 people come around. And so Jesus begins to teach about the kingdom of God. And so Jesus teaches for a long time. And what do the disciples say? The disciples say, Jesus, send all of these people away. Like, Come on, the day's getting old. We haven't got to tell you all of our stories yet. We're really excited to talk about what just happened. Uh, please just send them away. Let them go get food. They're probably tired and hungry. And, and we want to sit down and share a meal with you. Are you catching what the disciples wanted? The disciples said, Jesus, send all these people away. We want connection, intimacy, unity with you. Just before I came here, uh, our kids, um, we're, we show chickens. You guys have heard me talk about our chickens before. Um, but our kids have been in Ohio all weekend. It's been me and Luna, our youngest, here at home uh, by ourselves this weekend. And so uh, our kids were at this national chicken show, one of the biggest chicken shows in, in the nation. It's called Ohio Nationals. And uh, I'm super proud of them. Uh, all three of them did awesome. Brinkley and Clark actually won showmanship nationally in their division, which is awesome. But, but here, here's the thing, is that they came home today about 20 minutes before I had to leave to come here tonight. And so like for that 20 minutes, we're sitting and we're like, share story after story after story after story, and we're trying to connect as much as possible. And it's like, it, it gets down to like 
two minutes, I'm like, guys, I got to leave in like two minutes. And, and I want nothing more than to stay and be here and share and connect with you guys. And the disciples in this moment are saying, Jesus, send everybody away. We just want to connect with you. And Jesus does something incredible. He says, guys, connecting with me? The kingdom of God that you've been talking about? This, this thing that you went out and you've got all these stories? Connecting with me? That's for everybody. It's for these people sitting out here. Jesus says, I want to share a meal with you guys, but, but I, I want to tangibly express that I want to connect with them. See, food connects us with God. And so Jesus says, hey, let's feed all these people. Let's make this real. Let's, let's connect with these people. And the disciples were like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't have nearly enough food to feed all these people. And so Jesus does what he does, and he says, sit down in groups of 50, and, and so they do that, and he feeds them. And here's what I've often missed, and I, I didn't even catch this until I started looking at, at this for this uh, lesson and just kind of thinking through what it would have been like to be there, is that so often I jump from there's five loaves and two fish to 5,000 people are fed. That's awesome. And, but I make this giant time hop where I go from there's five loaves and two fish to there's 5,000 people that have been fed. And I sat there getting ready for this lesson and I thought, what happened here? Between the five loaves and two fish and the 5,000 people fed. And I began to think the disciples would have had to walk around to all of these people, and be like, hey, Jesus wants a meal with you. Get into a group. And what that would have communicated to those people, Jesus wants a meal with you. And so they would have begun to gather up. And, and I, I've also pictured this in my own mind when I've read this story. It's like Jesus says, in my own head, it's always been like, Jesus says, guys, five loaves, two fish, pass them out. And then he just kind of stands there like this. I don't think that's what happened. I think Jesus wanted to connect with these people. And so you think, how long would it take to pass out a meal to 5,000 men, seven, eight, nine thousand 9,000 people total? As that food was being passed out, how many people did Jesus walk up and just talk to, connect with? How many people did the disciples walk up and just talk to and connect with? You see, food connects us with Jesus. And in Luke chapter 9, Jesus made it very practical and very tangible that a meal connected people with him. And, and, and so now when I read the story, I, I think about the in-between parts of there's five loaves and then there's like 12 basketfuls. And 
how many people did Jesus walk around and just tell me your story? Let me connect with you. How many lives were impacted? And yes, I'm sure there were people that were there just for the food. But how many people were deeply touched, were deeply connected with, with the Savior of the universe? And here's what I'm convinced of. That as we sit down to Thanksgiving, there is a God in heaven and Jesus, his son, who says, I created meals just like this so I could connect with you. Because the kingdom of heaven is for you. The kingdom of heaven was not meant to be limited to this small group of people. That's for everybody. And God wants to connect with us. See, food, special meals, connect us with God. I love Thanksgiving at our house um, <clears throat> because our family sits down together and we share this absolutely incredible meal. Um, but among sharing this incredible meal, we begin to talk about what this past year has looked like for our family. And what the future is going to look like. And we share memories and we laugh and we share stories and, and we just enjoy each other's company. And in those moments, I catch a glimpse of what the kingdom of heaven is going to be like. I catch a glimpse of God connecting with me and connecting with humanity and all the things that he has blessed me personally with. And I hope for you this Thanksgiving that you sit down and you experience the connection with God that he intended when he created meals like this. God wants to share a meal with you. He wants that intimacy. He wants that unity. And so I guess the real question is, what do, what do we do with this? What do we do with this information? Yeah, God wants uh, to connect with us. Well, I, I think there's a couple things. Um, first of all, we can sit down this Thanksgiving and know there's a God that wants to connect with us. And, and meals were created so that God could connect with us as humans. When we put food into our mouth and it tastes awesome, God created that. When we feel full and content, God created that. And God wants to express to us that we are a part of the kingdom of heaven. But there's something else we can, can do with this information. Is that meals connect people with God. So who do you know that needs connected to God? And in the next couple weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, how can you use the meals that you will share to connect people with God? Because meals and food reveal God's love and connect people to God. So how can you use those meals that you have to connect people with God? 
Maybe you can sit down at breakfast and really lean in with your family, with your siblings that drive you absolutely crazy. Maybe at lunch, you can, you can look around the, the cafeteria and you can say, all right, the kingdom of God is for that person over there. So let's go sit with that person over there. Let's let this meal reveal God's love to someone new. Maybe you could, could invite people over for dinner. When you get together with friends and you celebrate and you laugh and you experience life together, you could, you could be reminded and you could love them with the love of Jesus that God's kingdom is for everyone. And so I, I want to encourage you. We won't have Worship Punk Well the next couple weeks because uh, we've got Thanksgiving stuff going on here at church. But I, I want to encourage you really practically to do this. Take one meal each week leading up to Thanksgiving and intentionally connect with someone to express that the kingdom of God is for them. Maybe that's a family member. Maybe that's someone at school. Maybe that's a friend. But intentionally take one meal the next couple weeks and connect with someone. Experience the unity and the intimacy that God designed for us to experience when we share a meal with other people. Let me pray.